the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. Podcast. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Please join us for the very first Indie Pods United Convention. This online event is for both new and veteran podcasters, where we will listen and learn from each other. The online Indie Pods United Convention begins on the 29th November through until the 3rd of December 2020, featuring amazing shows and information to learn more about the great world of podcasting. For more information and to register for this unmissable event, please visit the website now. IndiePodsUnited.com IndiePodsUnited Convention Together we listen Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series My guest for this very special episode Is a musician whose legendary band Has won multiple awards And sold over 70 million albums worldwide Co-founder of Cool and the Gang American Robert Bell Robert, a pleasure to meet you virtually. How are you? I'm doing just wonderful. How are you, Nigel? I'm very well. Thank you. First of all, I should say condolences regarding your brother Ronald's recent passing. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Definitely took us by surprise. The history of my brother, one of the major writers for Cool in the Gang, uh, uh, one of the major writers for Celebration and Ladies Night, Get Down On It, and on and on. So he composed all of those tracks, all of those songs? Well, together, when I say one of the major writers by himself, we worked together over the years. Uh, Ladies Night, uh, my wife and I came up with that title because we were in New York going to Regime's in Studio 54, and we said, wow, every Friday and Saturday night, it's a Ladies Night. J.T. Taylor had just joined the band, and I went back to my brother and the guys and said, I got a great title for this song, for the first song uh, with J.T. Taylor. I said, what? I said, Ladies Night. I said, we've been hanging out in the city. So, ladies night, that's how they came around. But I mean, a lot of, most of the songs, like I said, we worked together, Funky Stuff, Jungle Boogie, Hollywood Swimming, Summer Matters, we all worked together. So Robert, where did you grow up and what was it like? Well, actually, I, uh, I was born in Youngstown, Ohio, my brother and I. We moved to Jersey City in 1960. The band was formed, was in 1964, mm-hmm. called the Soul to Jazz and then the name was changed to the Soul Town Band. Then it was changed to Cool and the Flames. And then finally, Cool and the Gang. Now, let me go back to the Soul Town Band. Soul Town was trying to be like Motown, like the Motown Review. 
and we became the band. And we had to learn all these Motown tracks, you know, and whenever we did a show with the Soul Town. So that's how that started. So when did you become interested in music? Well, I mean, it was kind of around the house. You know, my grandmother played a little piano, and uh, my father uh, was a featherweight, lightweight boxer. He traveled around the world, and different uh, musicians would come to see him. Uh, he was fighting, especially in Cuba. People like, uh, you know, Freddie Hubbard and, you know, Miles Davis and John Coltrane, all those guys. So it kind of came from that. And just listening to music as a young kid. So, Robert, what instrument do you play? I play the bass guitar. Oh, you're a bass man. Yeah, bass is my favorite instrument, actually. So how did Cool and the gang become a group or a band? How did they come together? Well, like I said, when I moved to Jersey City, uh, my brother and I, and the first guys that we met became uh, part of the uh, first name that we had, the Jazz Jacks. And then, of course, like I said, the Soul Town Review, um, we the Soul Town Band, and then uh, with Cool in the Flames, uh, you had James Brown and the Famous Flames. And when we met our first producer, uh, Gene Red, well, you can't use the flame because James Brown has James Brown and the Famous Flames. So we didn't want to have any problems with the Godfather. So what were we going to call ourselves? So we came back and said, just call it Cool in the Gang because it had a street sound, it had a jazzy sound, it had a funky sound. And that's how it started. The very first record came out in 1969 called Cool and the Gang. So where and when did the band first perform live? I would say uh, some of the live performance was at the Apollo Theater in New York. We, um, we had the, the song Cool in the Gang. It was our first record. First record was called Cool in the Gang. So we went to the Apollo and we did a show. And then uh, you had this group called Willie Feaster and the Mighty Magnificence and Skip Sonny and the Page Brothers. And they had their act together. We had just came out of a record, but they blew us away. They ran us out of New York back to New Jersey. And that's when we realized that it's more than just standing up and, and backing up groups. We have to put a show together. And that was the beginning of the whole Cool and the Gang experience. Well, your fourth studio album, Wild and Peaceful, produced three hits, Funky Stuff, Jungle Boogie, and Hollywood Swinging. Out of those three tracks, which one is your favorite and why? All those are my babies, man. I would have to say um, Hollywood Swinging. What happened at that time, we were with Delight Records. And we had some territorial hits, you know, around New York, Philadelphia, maybe Washington. And uh, uh, songs like Funky Granny, or The Funky Man, and, and Good Time, and Reason So. And so our record company came and said, listen, you know, you got to have had territorial hits. You need to get with a producer, you know, to try to take you to the next level. So we said, who? And I forget the producer's name, but he, he was the one that came up with Soul Makusa, uh, Mongo Devango. And so we met with him one time, and we weren't really feeling him. So we went to the studio uh, downtown in the village called Baggies. And we went in there, and we went in there around 8 o'clock in the morning, and we started jamming. By the time we finished at midnight, we had created funky stuff, Hollywood slogan, and Jungle Boogie. There's a very uh, a huge DJ at that time named Frankie Clockett. 
They used to call themselves Hollywood Crockett. And he broke Hollywood swinging. So we added an extra flavor to the name Hollywood. We said Hollywood is now swinging. <laughs> That's why it's one of my favorite tracks. So back in 1979, Ladies Night was a massive hit. Who wrote that track? Well, like I said, that was I came up with the name. But the track was, um, was George Brown. He did the, the music part of it all. Um, of course, my brother, James Taylor at the time, because he had just um, joined the band. And we, uh, like, we always collaborated together. And the following year, 1980, Celebration, or Celebrate as it's sometimes called, was also a big hit. So how did it feel to have a number one hit in America? Oh, great, because it came after Ladies' Night. Ladies' Night was a big record. We won two American Music Awards. And we were out in L.A. celebrating the fact that we had won two American Music Awards. Now, the tag of Ladies' Night is This Is Your Night Tonight. Come on, let's all celebrate. Wow, that's another song. So he was inspired to take Celebrate and come up with a song called Celebration. And it was a spiritual side of that. My brother always told the story that in the uh, Quran, there was a part of it that uh, God was going to make man. And that was going to be a celebration. And of course, that's what it became. And now Celebration, uh, this year, 40 years of Celebration released. Needless to say, what celebration is about. Well, it's our biggest record. Well, Cool and the Gang have sold around 70 million albums worldwide. And the band has also won numerous awards, including a Grammy Award and also seven American Music Awards. So, which award are you most proud of and why? Grammys, of course, when you win a Grammy, you know, your peers look at you a lot. But when we were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, we felt that that was one of the greater ones because that's, you're dealing with your peers. And to be recognized to be a part of that, the Songwriters Hall of Fame. We're still waiting uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe one day we got, you know, from the Tokyo Music Awards to uh, New Jersey Hall of Fame, and it goes on and on. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we're still waiting on you guys. Be out there. You hear me? That's right. Maybe 2021, we'll have some fun. You put us in the rock and roll whole thing. I understand Cool and the Gang are still performing. Yes and no. Because of the pandemic, nobody's touring. We lost almost 80-some shows. Uh, we might not be working until April of next year. But in a normal situation, we do over 100 shows a year from Europe uh, to Africa to Asia uh, to the UK to Germany, you name it. We have traveled pretty much around the world. You began the Cool Foundation. So what is that about? My wife came up with it before she passed. I lost my wife uh, almost two years ago now. And she wanted to do something for the kids in school. They kind of took music out of the schools. And she wanted to bring music back into the schools. She came up with an idea called the Cool Kids Foundation. Now, when I was going to high school, I ended up playing bass guitar, as you know, but they had music in the school. So in the music class, I looked at the violin and said, I like that. Let me see. I want to learn how to play the violin. I took that home. For, uh, took it back. Cello. Took that home. Ah, took it back. <laughs> you play the, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? The mellophone. It's almost uh, like a French horn. I ain't messing up my lips, man. 
<laughs> I took that back. What my point is that we had that. We had a choice that we can learn how to play various instruments. Didn't have it anymore. And that was one of the things that my wife wanted to do. And before we passed, or she passed, I should say, maybe about 10 years ago, we did a uh, tour called It's Cool to Stay in School. Oh. And it was with 42 cities across America, and it was sponsored by Cherry Coke. And one of the um, criteria, well, the criteria that the artist or the kids who was coming to see you would do a meet and greet had to be doing well in school and you know, great attendance and, you know, doing their homework and all that stuff. There was a group in Oklahoma City that came to us. They said, well, uh, cool, we're doing great, man. We'd like to sing a song. I said, okay. My cousin was with me at the time. So they, they sang two songs in a cappella. So said, you guys sound pretty good. So my cousin Adele and myself, he said, we want to get you together with Adele's uh, brother and work on some material. Remember the song, I want to set you up? Call yeah, me bad. Yeah, Call yeah. me bad was discovered based on that. So I'm just saying all this, all this kind of falls into the whole cool kids thing and what my wife really wanted to do. And also there was other groups. There was the Fugees, other groups. Uh, Teddy Rowley came, you know, uh, Pink. Yeah, I know you know Pink. She was around the world. So that was a part of the crew in the gang. I guess you can say dream gang, but those are dreaming. Those dreams can come true. That's all about the foundation and the kids and the music in the schools. Well, it sounds like it produced some very great talent. So, Robert, what are your plans for the future? Well, I got a couple of things. Right now, I have a champagne called Le Coup Champagne. I started the idea about a year ago, maybe a year to a year and a half ago. I was touring in Europe, and the promoter, he came to me and said, um, I just um, came out with champagne, me and him to Lake Berry White. And uh, he asked me, would you be interested in doing a champagne? He also was doing something with one of the Bee Gees. I said, I'm interested, but I don't think, you know, my parents don't want to buy a bottle of champagne at a concert. They come to the concert, you know, they want a T-shirt, you know, a cap, and that kind of a thing. But I said, well, what I would like to do, I want to go retail. I want to be on the shelves around the world. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said, okay. So I came up with this idea and concept today called Le Coup Champagne because I wanted to have that, that French vibe to it, like Dom Perignon or, or Cristal. So that, that's how it started. And, um, you know, things slowed up a little bit because of the uh, pandemic. But uh, we're looking, hopefully, you know, for it to pick up uh, next year. You know, I mean, in 2021, then we can all have some fun and have you a nice cold glass of Le Coup Champagne at your party. So celebrate a good time. So Robert, how can people contact you or reach out to Cool in the Gang? Well, we have coolinthegang.com, the champagne, the coolchampagne.com. And those are other two, coolchampagne.com and coolinthegang.com. Well, Robert Bell, co-founder of the legendary Cool in the Gang. Thank you very much for your time. Very much appreciated. Well, thank you. And i like to say to my fans in the UK, we started coming to the UK back in the mid-70s. And Cool and the Gang and the UK have a special relationship because you guys have supported us for so many years. You have hits over that you guys like that didn't even make it in America, like Straight Ahead, uh, Big Fun. If you say you love somebody, you know, those were hits in the UK. America, they were just album cuts. So I'd like to thank my fans and 
We will see you soon. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon. Bye.